Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. I'm a cookbook author, recipe developer who is really, really obsessed with making food just taste really darn good. I'm a mama of two, I'm a wife, and you pretty much already know all this if we are friends over on Instagram. In each podcast episode, we catch up with friends, bring on some new amazing humans to share their stories with you, and you guys get to be a fly on the wall in each of these conversations. We get juicy, we chat, we laugh, we get awkward at times, but there's nothing I love more than getting to share these conversations with you guys each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate, review, and share the podcast when you listen. Listen back to ones you may have missed. The Just the Good Stuff crew is so special to me, and I know you guys will love something from each and every episode. So now let's dive into today's episode. No intro needed because that's how we do it over here. How are you guys? I've seen you in like over a year now. It's crazy. Isn't that wild? Like, were we in my apartment like a year and a half ago together, all of us? Yeah. It was right before the pandemic. Yeah. A little bit. When did you launch your book, Rachel? Your- um, I think it was January. It was February twenty fifth. Was my pub date, so I think it had to right. have been like early February that we were. It there. was right before. That's crazy. Wow. I know. It's been. I I actually thought about inviting you guys over to my apartment, and I mm. come though. It's like I'm so ready to see people. I'm I so know. I'm like always like. Yeah. P.S. We are always down. <laughs> Um, we're vaccinated Rachel since um we moved it I actually have an appointment I have to be downtown at one so if we get to 12 30 is that not give enough time yes okay. it's totally fine and even if you have to like leave just sign off like you can oh, even no, don't worry. I just wanted to like give you a heads up no okay. thank you guys so much for your flexibility of course yes. I understand I forgot that Ezra has like a soccer class now so he's not Aww. in the apartment and it's usually like a gamble so how does he never how- yeah. Oh As we're on a soccer class, the most adorable thing. The first time Jordan went with him and he was so thrown off that Jordan was with him during the day that he screamed for the hour class. No. It was horrible to the point where Jordan won't go back to soccer class. <laughs> um, and I was at the pediatrician with Brody and I go, oh, thank God I'm not there. Yeah. How is it being a mom of two now? And Brody is so cute. So and- cute. No, I want. I want to. I want to ask about you guys. Um, it's, it's like the point of this. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> it's wild. I think the zero to one is a lot. Was a lot harder for us because Ezra was a. He he's just like a tough kid. He's the most passionate force of nature in the world, but he's he's a challenging, like energetic bunny. One to two is a lot easier. We're just and you also like know there's light at the end of the tunnel. So I know that I'm not sleeping right now, but it's gonna end in a couple of months. It's not like. Right. First time a kid, you just don't, you don't know what's coming. You don't like know that it's going to get easier. Like, you know, but you don't know. So. Right. And like, I just figured I'll crank out all these kids blackout. And then by the time I'm 40, be able to like, you know, sleep again and chill. Right. (laughs) Yes. That's cool. But how are you guys? Dale, you're moving to LA. Yeah. I'm moving in like three weeks. Oh, wait. So tell us everything. What's going on? Also, I already started recording. So. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no problem. We just glided I, right in. Just, Nick and I were looking for homes. Like we, we had always known, like, this has been like, it wasn't like a spur of the thing. Like we're out of here. Like it's been ever since we started dating, like this was the time that we were like, okay, Nick will go to business school. He'll come back to New York for two years. We'll get married in LA. We'll move there. So we knew. And, and I think, so it was just a matter of like his job, like agreeing to transfer him. And because of everything going on, they were, they allowed him. Um, so I'm moving, we were looking for a house and we found one and, um, yeah. So now at least you have like, I, I really feel like we have a home base just to like spread out and like, you know, but it's, it's all good. Where in LA did you, did you buy a house? Yeah, in Santa Monica. Oh my god, that's gonna be yeah. Amazing. So, life's it's it's interesting because it's like everything's like changing, like not like every. Yeah. It's so weird because we're all so connected that even through these like big life moments, and I'm sure you like experiences too. Like your followers have seen you go from you know just starting out to like now a mom, and like there's just so many life transitions, and it's really cool to like be able to do that um, versus like pick up, find a new job. I just feel like so much has changed. I know. That's a good point. 
I also think that this, the last like year and change has really like expedited a lot of people's plans mm-hmm. in general of like where they're going to live and getting out of the city or staying in the city. I kept saying that if I was an eligible bachelorette or if Jordan and I were like just starting to date, I would have bought like a penthouse in Tribeca during this time. Like, I know, I right? Because it matters. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Like everyone I feel like is like leaving or just like finding their place in the city. It's wild. How has it been being in the city though during this time? You know, like this time I feel like has a lot of different meanings. This time a year ago was pretty insane. I mean, Dale and I were, we didn't see each other for, I don't know, Dale, was it multiple months? Like we were four blocks apart from each other in our apartments and not seeing each other terrified. And for me, like, because I live alone, I spent multiple months completely alone without seeing anyone. Nobody. I would leave my apartment like once or twice a week for a walk at some points. I was so terrified of the virus. And I was also, to be totally honest, like terrified of social media and how people were acting when we left our apartments. Like it was really crazy. It was a really tough time to navigate. More than a couple of times a week, I would have died. Like and my I, parents were like, we can drive to New York, come get you and not even like stop. And like, my parents will swap drivers and drive back. I mean, they offered everything. And I was like, also so scared of getting them sick. Like I thought, because I, I did my laundry, I literally waited. I didn't want to do my laundry because I didn't want to go to the laundry room and I didn't want to send it out. Cause I was afraid of someone's hands being on my clothes. So I was like, I I remember I did my laundry finally. I mean, I went like a month without it. I was like scraping the barrel and I finally did the laundry. And I'm like, my parents had tentatively, maybe we're going to come pick me up. And I was like, guys, I I was in the laundry room. I don't feel comfortable with you coming to get me because what if I picked up COVID in the laundry room? Like there was someone else in there. Oh my! God. I was. I mean, it. It I'm, really. Took yeah. Time. Wow. Remember the takeout? I was like, Elizabeth, it's okay. Get takeout. Don't worry. Yeah, I was also terrified of takeout, so I was cooking all of my own meals for literally forever. And Dale had to convince me. She's like, "This is obscene. Like, you can't, you can't keep doing this." And then finally, my eyes were open to that. But I mean, I was scared, and social media made it way worse. I have to say, like, I was you know, just because we were so heavily monitored, we had to explain ourselves for everything. And, you know, we were obviously like cautious by nature, but it definitely amplified it. That isn't, I had no idea that you were very like scared of what was like, I feel like everyone was scared in general. Cause it's like so much, like everything was unexpected. You didn't know, no one knew what was to come, but I was a lunatic still going to the grocery store every day. <laughs> Same, me too. You know, I think part of it had to do with the fact that I was alone. Like if I was with someone, like maybe you kind of like feed off of each other. And like, obviously if you have a family, you have different needs, but I was solo. And I also had had a scare in the beginning where a couple of my friends got it like super early. So I was, I spent those two weeks, like when are the symptoms going to hit? I mean, it was, yeah. Did either of you end up ever getting COVID? No, no. I can't believe, did you? Yes. I read all about it in your blog post. 34 weeks pregnant with COVID. I, that is literally, and I picture you as being like a very careful person. I mean, I read your blog post. You were seeing nobody. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's crazy. My parents were the crazy people, real crazy people, like flying back and forth to Florida, like doing whatever. And Jordan and I like literally didn't leave the apartment. Like besides going to this, like at that point it was January. So we knew like, if you wear a mask, you're protected, et cetera. I would go to the grocery store and like go for walks around Hoboken, which is not congested like the city. Like it's very like, it's not like the suburbs, but there's not that many people on the sidewalk in the dead of winter. And I, we got it from our nanny who got it on the bus or the train. Mind you, we drove her to and from work for, I think we started in March until September. And she lives 40 minutes away. So it was horrible. Like, I mean, I'm like, it was horrible. I never, I drove her once. Jordan did it every day, all day because I hate to drive, but we got it from her on like the bus or the train or whatever. But honestly, and again, like I, everyone's so different in how like they, there's been so many scary stories on COVID, obviously. Like, I'm not going to say this isn't a serious thing. We got very, very fortunate that we were fine. It just felt like the flu on steroids, which I feel like almost, I felt relief almost have after having it because yeah, bodies. I knew we like got through it, whatever. Like this time's just been crazy. It's been a wild, a wild year, but 
I can't believe you got it and pregnant. Like it's, it's just wild. So let's dive in to sweats in the city. Now you guys are like my, like not even just like fitness gurus that I follow, but you talk about so many different things, like different, like skincare things and just like places in the city and just, you know, the latest and the greatest. So I'd love to backtrack a little and have you guys introduce yourself and say why you're so fabulous. (laughs) Um, yes, we're, we're set in the city. I'm Dale and Elizabeth. And so we originally started the account almost five years ago now, um, because we were, you know, two New York city girls, we had full-time jobs and we loved boutique fitness and we just loved the New York fitness scene. So we were kind of looking for this to create an account where we could review and motivate, um, review each fitness studios in the city because there was kind of like no unbiased resources at the time and also like stay motivated and kind of just share a passion for wellness and fitness while not being like fitness instructors, but being like your two everyday girls in New York city who have corporate jobs. And then, yeah, we, we have obviously evolved as our account has evolved and we have been living in New York city. So a lot of things like our restaurant and all these reviews on facials have obviously come through and we've explored different products. So yeah, that's kind of how we got started. No, it sounds so basic. Like what you guys were doing, like, okay, you went to a fitness class. (laughs) No one else was doing it. And it's, it was daunting. A lot of boutique studios are trying to open up again, right? Like you can go and work out, but um, you know, it's daunting to go to a place and pay $40 or however much it is and not really know what you're getting. So it was so cool for, to see you guys. I'm like, okay, great. They're the Guinea pigs. Like they'll go to the studio, like they'll test it out and let us know. And I also, you guys really like low impact workouts, which is Yes. Like, like I, I went to fitting room once and basically like laid on the mat. Like, a, <laughs> like I am useless in this class, but you have like, you just give it to everyone straight, which is amazing. So what were some, what are some like your favorite workouts in the city? Like your ride or dies, like top five, you can each give your own if you don't have the same. Gosh, it's been a while since we've been in studio. It feels so crazy. Um, I love yeah, pre-COVID. I love the NoFar method. Um, I love New York Pilates, Bar 3, basically anything at Project by Equinox. I miss all of those classes. They were so high quality. Let's see, what else? You got one more. Dance Body. We love Sarah Brooks Pilates. Sarah Brooks. Yeah, there's. it's so hard to choose our favorites, but you're definitely right in the low impact. It's so funny because I used to go to the fitting room when I first started thinking like, that's how I was supposed to work out and no shade against the fitting room. I actually think it's a great workout. And I think that it's so great to do those workouts once in a while, but it wasn't for me to do like all the time. And I realized that through low impact, I think that's when we first met you at um, Elizabeth met you at Dino's class at bar three. That's kind of how we connected. Right. Yeah. You're like, I was a bar three groupie. I would go four to five days a week for, I want to say like five years. I I mean, you are how I discovered Dino. Cause I was like, I got to see what this is all about. Like, I remember you were in class with Nicole Kogan and I like went up and totally fangirled you guys. I was like, literally, I told my boyfriend after I'm like, I couldn't breathe. I was so nervous. He's like, did you say something to them? <laughs> I remember being like, that girl has the best eyebrows I've ever seen. <laughs> Nicole, like, oh my God. Um, D- like, I, I miss Dino and the birth. I miss the energy, like the camaraderie in a workout class. It's not, it, it's not the same. So when you guys were going and you started like posting on Instagram, you were roommates at the time, right? If I'm like, yes, stalk you correctly, um, which is the cutest thing ever that you were set up almost like college roommates, like getting matched and like falling in love. Right. So what were you both doing career wise at the time? So I had actually just moved to New York for a job at Bloomberg. I was working in financial sales, um, which is why I needed a roommate like yesterday which is why I posted on Facebook and we had like a friend of a friend connect us <laughs> like literally out of pure desperation. My, my job started in like two weeks and I had just signed a lease in Chicago and they were like, you have to get there. And I was like, let's drop everything. Um, so it worked out. That's crazy. And yeah, what were you doing? 
I was working at a startup in like fashion. It was kind of similar to Rent the Runway. It was like a sustainable rental clothing company, um, peer to peer. So I was in that fashion world. I went to FIT after I graduated college and that's what I thought I was going to do until it's just so wild to think that like we had these big plans for ourselves. Like I was in fashion, Liz moved for finance world. And then now we're in fitness, which is what I never expected. And it's so interesting, but I feel like we both have used a lot of our skills we've learned to apply to this. So it's really interesting how you just, you can plan and plan your whole career. And I'm sure, you know, the exact same, I mean, you're a poster child for this and then completely it just can change so quickly when you follow like a passion or something. It makes me, it makes me wish that like in college, they put less pressure on your major and what you see yourself doing in the future and like slapping these labels on that caused me personally. I'm not sure about you guys, but like so much stress and angst um, when really like you can go to college for something entirely different than what you end up doing. And nobody talks about that. No, Jordan and I were just talking about this yesterday because I always joked to my parents. I don't actually think I needed to go to college, like do what I'm doing, which I probably didn't, but it definitely like helped mold the person I am as opposed to like, you know, the businessy aspect of it. But when you're in school and like high school, like you're so paranoid about getting into college, like everything had to be like perfect. Then I'm in college. I'm like nerds about midterms, finals, this, that, like, what am I going to major in? Am I taking enough classes? Like blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the real world and you're like, oh, this is actually what stress is. And I feel like in college, I just wish that I tapped into more of like creative things, if that makes sense. And not just, I was like taking corporate finance and accounting and social media obviously wasn't really a thing. Instagram came out when I was in college. So like it wasn't there, but no. So there's such an emphasis on like what you study in school, you never know what can happen. And that's like why so many people, I'm sure you get this a lot. How do I know if I could like pursue my side hustle full time or like, how do I turn my passion to a career? You just do it. Right. And, and like those people that are asking that have the side hustle are way more than halfway there. You know, like that's a huge advantage to even have honed in on whatever passion that is and turn it into something, even if it's not generating money, like that's half the battle because then there's other people that don't know what they want that side hustle to be. So when did you guys know, like I could quit my job and run this full time? So we put a lot of time and energy into kind of mapping out financially what that would look like, what we needed to be making. And and then really like once we felt stable in that area, it, it also kind of at the same time got to a point where we were just missing out on a lot of opportunities because we were strapped to our desks. Um, I remember we got offered this like Estee Lauder photo shoot and we had to say no. And it was like five grand and we were like jaws to the floor, like, so upset. And that was kind of, for me, like a moment where I was like, I feel like I'm being contained right now and it's not a good feeling. So things kind of unraveled, like with the way that our jobs were going to at the same time. And it worked out really nicely. I would have been so scared like to quit my job to like pursue anything, but like not have that safety net or like health insurance or like, you know what I mean? anything that's not, not a given. I think nowadays it's a lot more common for people to take the plunge, but I've been, I've been doing this six years now, five years full time. And I would never have the balls to like quit and do it. Like I commend you both so much for being like, yeah, we got this. Like we can do it. You know? Yeah. I think it definitely helped that there were two of us, but it was hard. My job actually threw more money at me and we're like, you shouldn't like, they, they kind of tried to also give me advice. They're like, you shouldn't do this, like invest further in yourself with this salary. Like what's your number? And it made it really hard. I mean, I feel like it was like a test from the universe. Like, do you want the dangling carrot or do you want to do what you know in your heart is what you want to do? Oh my God. Like carrot me, please. (laughs) Great. More money. I'll be there. While we're on the topic of all things wellness in this episode today, let's chat about my favorite activity that kind of feels like a long lost cousin at this point, if we're being honest, but sleep. And most importantly, what we are sleeping on. I have always been one of those people who just crave and need a solid nights of rest. Whenever we travel, I actually like miss our bed at home so much. And for Jordan and I, our bedroom is like, it's a sanctuary. It's where our kids hang out. We're always in there. We're super particular about the bed that we sleep on. And when we were looking for a new mattress to use a few months ago, so many people were recommending Birch to us. And after looking into it and trying it ourselves, now we know why. 
Birch makes organic, non-toxic mattresses made in America, and they are delivered right to your home for free with no contact delivery, and you even get a 100-night sleep trial. The Birch mattress is extremely comfortable. It's so soft, super supportive, which is exactly what I crave when I'm sleeping on. Delivery is really quick and easy. I literally, I cannot wait to even just go to sleep after talking about my mattress right now. Plus, it's big enough to fit us and Ezra and Brody, and we ordered a twin-size mattress for our King Ezra to use when we transition him into a bed eventually. Birch is giving flipping $200 off all their mattresses plus two free eco rest pillows just for the just the good stuff listeners. So head on over to birchliving.com slash Rachel for $200 off all mattresses and two free eco rest pillows. So from the business aspect and like you can totally not answer this, whatever, but do you guys just split everything in terms of like sponsored posts? How do you divide and conquer the business part with two people? I've always been so like curious on how that actually works with your with you guys and just say what you're comfortable with you know don't give me like oh yeah so we are 50 50 we do everything split but we each have our own skill set so there's certain things that all take care of and there's certain things that elizabeth takes care of and there's certain things we both take care of and elizabeth is kind of like in charge of delegating um, who brought in what, what we each do. And she kind of maps out a spreadsheet. So say if one of us brought in some more deals, maybe we shift up the sponsored content a bit. And I think we have such a rhythm now that we both know, like both of our efforts are helping both of us. And we just want, cause like we are on the same team, obviously. Same end goal. We have the same end goal. So if I, if one of us has to step up or do more, like I'm, we would never nitpick each other because we're both trying to make this thrive. So um, yeah, I would say that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, and on my end, but Elizabeth, you know. yeah, I don't totally. I think it was kind of like a trial and error to figure out our rhythm. And then once we found it, we were like super anal about like making sure we were on top of everything and whatever. And now, like Dale said, we're in such a rhythm that it's just kind of second nature who does what, because we know what each other's skill sets are like so precisely that if something rolls through, like if it's a real, like it's probably going to be Dale because I don't know how any of that stuff works or, you know. If it's financials, Liz, I'm like, full trust, <laughs> full trust here. You guys yeah. ever like dispute or like not agree on anything? I think like this rhythm just sounds like amazing. Like you guys are literally like a perfect yin yang from a working like relationship. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't argue or disagree. Like I can't even tell you the last time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we definitely, but at the same time, we both have our opinions and we're very, you know, we have also a background of five years of friendship here too. So we're, we know how to navigate each other and bring things up and talk about things um, and work through them. And also like anytime that we have a, a difference in opinion, I actually see a ton of value in that because it's like another set of eyes. You know, I think sometimes we get so stuck in our own kind of like vision and track that it's really refreshing when like I write up a caption and Dale has a different vision for the direction. And like, that's amazing to me. Completely. I I, so yeah. And I feel like also, I so agree with that. And I feel like we also are so good at like compromise at this point. Like it's really like a, a relationship or a marriage <laughs> because we both sometimes come in with, I have an idea, you have an idea. And then we're both like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Why don't we do a bit of both? Or why don't we, or maybe I'll be like, Eliz, you were totally right. Like I saw it this way, but I can totally see how that works. And we both are just like, we both know that the, again, our end goal is very similar and it's worth it to like give and take sometimes or be open to the other person's perspective um, rather than just come in with like, I'm right, this right. Like we don't act like that at all. So it's, it's good to have that balance. And then as Liz said, come together. And sometimes we gain a lot more by having two different perspectives. Basically we are a married couple. Basically we're married and we've had a lot of engagement <laughs> shoots. We like, <laughs> yeah, every time we have guys. a photo shoot, <laughs> we're looking at each other. I love that. So it's like amazing. You guys, because you have a sounding board. Like sometimes from working with a brand, I'm stumped. Like I don't know yeah. what to do to like make this post catchy or like it's awesome that you guys can like work with one another and that you definitely like bring in different skill sets. I'm jealous. I'll be like asking Jordan, what do you think I should do with this hummus? Because I don't know, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the help. <laughs> 
Now, do you guys have anyone else that works with you, like an assistant or managers or anything? Yes. So we do have an assistant who's been with us from like the very beginning. Um, she's amazing and knows our business so well. It's like absurd. And in terms of management, we have like a few non-exclusive sort of agreements, um, which is great because we like to keep our um, autonomy and be able to kind of, that was like our biggest thing. You know, we've obviously a little trial and error along the way and figuring out what worked best for us, but we ultimately do like to have kind of control over those partnerships and, and ultimately like the financial component of it too. Yeah, for sure. It's that it's also, that's another pros having both of you involved too, because like I would do it by myself in for five years and I got to the point, like, I can't do this by myself anymore. Like I need a management, like I need someone that's just like a sounding board, but also a lot of people, a lot of managers and like agencies, like they're, I feel like very like business and transactional where they just like, just bring you deals. They take a cut and then that's it. But like, if you find someone that like actually helps you strategize and like wants to grow your brand, which is like hard to come by, I feel like a lot of people just like want the like 15 to 20% and then they like run away. Totally. Um, it's like helpful to have that. But how do you know who's going to post? Like, do you have specific days you're on stories? Like, how do you know, like not to story at the same time? Do you just text each other? Like, Hey, I'm going to post. Like, <laughs> You'd be surprised the organization and strategy that goes into everything. Fast so fast. like, I mean, especially when you're working with, with those two of you. So we usually map out our content calendar. Elizabeth does that for the beginning of the week. And we try to do a balance. So let's say there's a solo shot of Elizabeth and there's a picture of the two of us and there's a solo shot of me. And then we try to also then balance our sponsored content with other, our regular content um, to make sure, you know, we don't have too much back to back. So our posts are very clear and we make sure that we run each caption by each other, approve it, and then it gets uploaded. So we know exactly the schedule. And when it comes to sponsored content, we're pretty aware in advance of where that's going to fit into the schedule. And then in terms of stories, unless it's a sponsored story, we kind of just both go at it. Sometimes we check in with each other like, hey, I'm going to be posting this, like just so it doesn't interfere. And then we have our weekly things that we post, like our shops in the city and worth the hive and all those things. So we make sure that those are scheduled in. But other than that, when it comes to stories, pretty much have a rhythm going. We kind of just post um, spur of the moment unless it's a scheduled thing. Fascinated by the back end of this. Uh, these are all like, I'm literally just a Yenta. I just want to know everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, like how does this actually work? So Dale, I know that you're going to have to leave. And then like, and um, I, but, but I wanted to really dive in to your journey with body image. And you've been so open about like, you know, your relationship with food. And when I mentioned that you guys were coming on the podcast, this was like a huge topic that people want to talk about. So what, and again, this, whatever in this conversation you're comfortable talking about, go ahead. But I'd love to kind of dive into that because I like resonated so well with like hearing more about your story. So I would love, love for you to, to share like your journey with food and how it's evolved in the last couple of years. Yeah. So I would say that to preface, like, I feel like most women go through some point in their life where they kind of have this like realization, like they kind of go down this rabbit hole. Maybe they've tried to diet. Maybe they've just have this mindset around food, some more extreme than others. And I guess like, I never really experienced that. Like I kind of lived my teens and twenties and whatever being like, Oh, whatever I am, what I am, like, I'm fine. But I guess there was this underlying thing that I never faced, which was, it was still always there. Like I still like kind of, I never went through eating issues. I never experienced that, but there was definitely a worthiness that I placed on my appearance and, you know, just comparing yourself and never measuring up. So I guess when Elizabeth and I first started our account, um, our focus was like on studios and like all that stuff. And then we kind of transitioned into like influencer models, you know, showing parts of my body that I maybe never really did. Like I just am, was not that kind of a person. And I felt like this pressure to be like, well, I have to look the part. Like I'm, I, if I've, if I'm in a crop top, I got to look good. I've got to make sure that like people like, and, and, you know, you get wrapped in this world. And then I guess, you know, I you see so much about fitness and food and me, I was very 
inexperienced, I guess. Like I knew, I, le- I knew what I liked about fitness, but when it came to eating and health, I kind of just ate whatever I wanted and I just lived my life like that. And I guess I got faced to like, maybe I should try doing this and maybe I should try switching that. And what started off as like, oh, like, let me explore this world was like, I'm 10 feet deep in it. And like, how do I get out of it? And um, I'm, it's hard because at one point it's like, do you regret going through that? Because I came out so much stronger at the other end. And I feel like constantly around me are, I wouldn't say triggers, but daily in my life, I didn't realize what the things coming at me that I internally took, like conversations or social media posts that I internalized and took out on myself that now I'm like, I see this for what it is and I'm not going to let this get to me. And I think that something in the past that I may have swept under the rug, it's very clear now. And I've shown myself, and this has been like years of therapy and nutritionist and sorry, I'm like going on a rant here, but no, I love this. All of that I, that I ignored or put my worthiness in, I so see it from a different lens now. And I'm like, no one is me. Like I am healthy. I am happy. I'm thriving because I'm treating myself well. And I can really put like this. It's, it's only up to me to work on my triggers. Like I have to put this kind of protective thing around myself to be like, listen, things are going to come at me all the time. I'm posting on social media how is Dale going to value herself and react to these scenarios? And I think that's the most important thing. It's like building yourself up and only you can do that. A hundred percent. And I think that what you said that in the beginning, that every woman or person or like goes through a phase where they become like fixated on their body and like what to eat. And I went through it in college and I say it was the best thing that ever happened to me because Now when I see people going through like fad diets or trends or like fiber crackers, I'm like, I'm not messing with that stuff. Like I tried the special K diet in college. That ish does not work. Like that's just like those, I know that those things aren't sustainable, which I'm sure you do now as well. And I think in a time where there's so many like dietary labels and lifestyles, I love that you guys don't follow a specific diet. Like you post your like yogurt, like I know Elizabeth, you like didn't eat yogurt for a little while for your skin. I feel like I'm literally a stalker. <laughs> I love that you know that. <laughs> I genuinely love following you guys on Instagram. Like I really like live for the content. Like I think it's it's refreshing to me. It's like Thanks. not see like only food all the time, you know? And I, um, yeah. But you guys just seem like very inclusive. Like you go out for dinners, like you, you, you do things. And I think that it's awesome that you also have an emphasis on like fitness and trying these classes, but you also just live your life. And I commend you for like that and sharing your story, Dale, because it definitely resonates with like everyone. Thank you. Yeah. And I think just to add on, it's like, we're both so in it, like fitness wise. And it's, it's, I feel like the journey has really changed from like our lives revolving around fitness and wellness to like, how are they going to fit into our lives to better our lives, to be the best version of ourselves. And I think it's also helpful that Elizabeth and I can talk and vent about these things because we both know what we're going through. And like, I don't know if I was going through it alone, what, like without her, what, where I would be today. So it is, it is definitely, we are lucky that there's two of us in this for sure. Totally. Have ever become very like, like obsessed with the idea of having to work out every single day since you're like surrounded by it? Do you ever feel like, oh, if I didn't do like a, 30 minute Pilates or whatever it is. Like, what are your thoughts on working out and like the frequency of it, I guess? You know, my interesting like view on my view on this sort of changed because during COVID, when I was so cooped up and alone, I was not moving my body like at all. And part of it was just because I was like, you know, so anxious, kind of feeling depressed. Uh, There was so much going on. I was in my tiny apartment and also I was afraid of being outside. So like, you know, the mixture was not great. And I also wasn't super, like, even given our jobs, I wasn't super well-versed on virtual workouts and I didn't really know what worked for me personally. So I was really stagnant for a few months and the difference that I have felt physically and way more importantly, mentally in now where I'm working out, you know, four or five, sometimes six times a week and nothing crazy, like 30, 20, 45 minute workouts is just immense. So for me, like it has COVID has really emphasized the importance of movement for my mental health. 
above and beyond everything else. And I feel like, you know, like just kind of going off of what Dale said, when we first started the account, working out was a lot more of like a physical and aesthetic thing. And that had a lot to do with the narrative on social media at the time and like the before and after photos and the diets and and all of that. So I think we've really shifted. And at least for me, like COVID has taught me like the importance of movement for my body in such a different way. Definitely. I think that I also, (laughs) you guys probably, you might agree with this or may not, but I also learned like, I really don't require as much like maintenance to my appearance as like one, you know what I mean? Like, yes, facials are great. And like getting my nails done is very fun, but I haven't put nail polish on my nails in over a year now. Like it's just so many things have just changed in terms of like perspective of everything overall because of this time that I don't agree. Like, Oh my God, I have to do this. That I, I didn't work out the entire pregnancy with Brody. I maybe did like three Melissa Wood flows and I just wasn't feeling it with Ezra. I went to bar three in the class by Taryn Toomey. I would work out five days a week. I was crazy. And I gained the same amount of weight, both pregnancies. Like, I know that's not the same for everyone. Like some people like they, they really want to work out and that's fine, but it was wild just to see like how little of a difference like it can be like, I don't have to be as like obsessed with the idea of like going to an hour class. It could be 20 minutes of something. It could just be a walk outside to like physically feel well. I love that you guys love your steps too, because I get 10. Love. Okay. I, I like miss, I, I finally feel like we're back to a place where I'm like popping around all day, meeting an appointment, like back to my apartment and getting those steps in. And I just forgot how good that made me feel. And it's so simple. And we've been going on these like morning walks together when we have a minute and it just, it changes my whole vibe for the day, honestly. And it's free. It's a free workout. Every single day I leave my apartment. I mean, before Brody, I would leave at eight 30 and like go for a one hour walk, come home and start my work day. And now it's it, the timing's a little different, but I swear by it. Like if I don't have my 10,000 steps, this has been like this since I was 23. I've been a lunatic. I had like a Fitbit for a while. Like that's always just been the workout, like how I move my body. Like I know Jordan would literally not leave the apartment like you for like five days straight. And I'd be like, you need to go outside and like get <laughs> all the fresh air on the sidewalk and then come back inside. This is not okay anymore. <laughs> now, what are some of your favorite at home workouts? And I also want to talk about sweat with sweats because you guys launched something awesome. And it was about a month or two ago. January. It's crazy. Time has flown. Yeah. So fill us in on what that is and kind of like what you're doing for at-home workouts for people. Yeah. So sweat with sweats was what came to us out of all of these at-home workouts. And it kind of was our perfect concept where we were missing the variety of what we were experiencing pre-COVID by going to all these amazing studios and keeping things interesting. Um, And we were also wanting that accountability aspect, but not subscribing to like 20 different platforms. So we created Sweat with Sweats as an all access platform where you can get at least 20 on demand live Zooms a month. And there's usually more. And this includes meditations and snack times, but almost a workout every single day and full access to on demand library, which normally a Zoom class is about $15. So getting 19 for all of it for the whole month is that's crazy. It's, it's wild. I know. <laughs> we were like, But you know what? We really, really wanted to bring something to our community that we're like, and we want to bring them the best instructors. So each day we have new instructors. Some come back on. I mean, we've had Dino back on several times and like some amazing instructors from our favorite studios. And we curate this list of like our favorite instructors from all over the world. We've experienced their classes or they've sent us videos and you know, the type of format we like, we also try to mix it up. And that's what we've been doing. And we honestly have been doing that since we launched it in in January. That's amazing. It's so cool because like, it's almost like class pass, I guess, for like at home in a way where like you get to pick something that works for you. And it's also so affordable. Like I think the fit, you guys know, like it's expensive to work out in the city. It's expensive to work out anywhere. Not everyone has the means for $35, $40 a class, sometimes even more than that. Um, so it's, I think at-home workouts, well, I, I love your thoughts on this. Do you think at-home workouts are like here to stay even post-COVID or do you think that boutique fitness is going to like really be where it was beforehand? You know, I think it's, I think it's going to be changed. I, I think boutique fitness is absolutely going to come back. There's definitely a subset of people that are ride or die, like in studio, they love the vibe and the community. And 
we definitely love and appreciate that too. But I do think that because of COVID, there's this newfound sort of mindset about working out at home and, and whether that means people are still doing it all the time, likely not, but you know, people now know that it's effective and that they can supplement it in with whatever else they're doing to save money and save time. Like I personally, Dale and I, you know, are definitely like studio people, but during this, we've really learned and, and specifically through sweat with sweats, because I wasn't, like I said, really moving before we launched it. We've just learned that it can be so effective. And and I love that I wake up in the morning and I'm literally out of bed and onto the mat in 15 minutes and the workout's over and I, and I go about my day and I've just saved so much time of, you know, transportation. And, and that's being in New York city where we can walk everywhere versus like getting in a car and doing all of that. So I think it's definitely virtual is here to stay, but I think it's going to be sort of like a combination situation more so than it was before. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't work out basically with Brody, but I did my first workout last week because I got a new sports bra and I really wanted an excuse to wear it. So I was like, let me do, I tried like the sculpt society for the first time and I really enjoyed it. But like, I did it like we're right behind the computer as a changing table in a crib. I put my laptop on the changing table and like did it right here. Like it was so easy. And then I remember running home from the path to like pump my boobs or like sitting in the dressing room. Like everything is just a rush. And I think that when people realize they have the feasibility at home, when they like want to get 20 to 30 minutes of movement and they don't like have to go schlep somewhere, they can like bring it home. I think it's awesome. I think it's also like such a matter of finding something that works for you and that you don't dread every time you're doing it because that was really the reason we created this. We're like, okay, we work out for a living and we're having trouble finding the motivation right now. Like we've got to put our heads together and figure out something that we would personally want to do every single day of the week. And that's what we're doing. I mean, since January, Dale and I have done, I don't even know, upwards of 200 classes together. And I feel the best that I have in a really long time. That's amazing. Um, what have been like in the past, what were like the cultiest, like scariest type class? Like you walked in, like, I don't belong here. Like what are like the places that I would probably never go to? (laughs) There's about three that just came to mind. Really? Okay. One is Akin's army, which was originally Akin at soul cycle. He was a soul cycle instructor. If you made it to your, his front row, that meant you did like at least 10 to 15 classes a week at his class. In a week? Oh, these people would go to five a day. They would travel around the city. I mean, that's the cultiest cult I've ever seen. Two would probably be jabs by Gina. We love Gina. We do a lot of private. She's got her jabbers. They're intense. Then the other one that I would say is by far Kira Stokes. She had her fitness crew a hundred percent. And then there's definitely like a bunch of others. Um, Who else? what had a pretty any kind of like very intense soul cycle class where the instructor is very well known like that kind of front row I always personally avoided um and then any class where it's choreography based which Gina is a good example of that where everyone knows a routine like you're gonna be the odd man out if you don't know it Rachel's face right now (laughs) we have actually a cult rating on our so we have we have studio reviews on our website we've got over 500 and we actually rate the cultiness of a class because okay. people want to know that, you know, it's, know. it's intimidating as is. It's scary. And like, you should see me doing like the, the, the high knees part of the sculpt site. It looked like a fool. Like I can't <laughs> even, I've done, done. I love Gina. She's first of all, like hysterical. I really yeah. love you, but I've love. only done Dino and I would go together. And so we would do a private together, which I loved, but I would never be able to go to her class and not feel like a complete idiot. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's because these, the, a lot of these, people that go to her class will stay for doubles or triples and they do that every day or every weekend and 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 props to them they work so hard to do that so it's just that for us we could never be part of a cult because we kept switching it up so we never were like deep in anything we just observed from the outside that's crazy you can't then I would get bored I also just like need variety same in a lot of things now the snack time videos that you guys do I mean, a lot of people want to know what your favorite snacks are in general. So if you want to tell us kind of like what your go-to snacks are and like combinations, you guys have really created a fan base, but snacking in case you didn't know. Not great snacks. Um, What are some brands? We love healing home foods, anything from that brand. 
the pizza crackers. We like a lot of the foods that you, I, I found a lot of foods through you. We love mush, like, and then we'll just have a regular apples and bananas sometimes with like some almond butter. Like that's a typical snack. Yeah. Simple Mills cheddar crackers. Honestly, I go through about three boxes a week. Like, I don't know what's in them, but once I start, it's halfway through the box or bust. Like it's insane. I really want to ask them to make white cheddar cracker ones because like, I love the white cheddar Cheez-Its that that would be amazing. But did you try their new crackers that just launched or like the new and improved triangles ones? No, those like the veggie pita based ones. They have new crackers. I just got them at Whole Foods and they're, I think like enhanced versions of like the hexagon shaped ones. And Mm -hmm. they're so good. The crunch factor of these crackers is to die for. I love like crackers. I'm a huge trip and cracker person, but they're very, very good. I recommend them. I'm literally going to go get those after this because I feel like I need a little bit more variety. I feel like every time someone asks me what my favorite snack is, it's always the simple milk cheddar cracker. And I really need to switch up my answer. And siete. And I think what was the new flavor I tried? I don't know if it was the churro one or something else. The, no, the cookie. The um, oh, the Mexican cookie. shortbread cookie. What, what is that? that? It is so freaking good. What color pink. Was, was it pink, purple, or turquoise? I'm trying to remember because I was at Nick's like, grandma's house and she had a bag of them, and I was like, oh my god! And no, you know what? They were the actual cookies. So yeah. they had three flavors, and it's yeah, like- it was the Mexican shortbread, and I and I felt so bad because I was at someone else's house and I was like eating food. <laughs> And I'm like, this is really rude, but I also can't stop. No, they're addicting. I couldn't find them at the Whole Foods here. So my parents live in Florida. Like they, like I said, they go back and forth. So I go, mom, can you please go to the Whole Foods in Palm Beach and bring me home some of the pink bag of the Siete cookies? She comes home with like six bags. Like, thank you so much. Um, they taste like healthier Teddy Grahams to me. Yes, like yes. Bread ones and the chocolate ones taste like chocolate Teddy Grahams. They're just so good. I love snacks so though. Good. My entire pantry is like, disgusting with the amount of food that that's in there. So I always like to hear what people like to say. <laughs> Any other fun snacks they've tried recently. I actually just tried the peaches and cream mush, which I really liked. I've been eating it every day. Every day. I love. He's also obsessed with mush too. So he has his oatmeal like every single morning from them. Like you need to be like their spokesperson. I love that. Okay. Go to workout clothes. What are like your favorite brands for workout wear? Beyond Yoga, Aloe Yoga, Free People Movement. Those, yeah, for sure. Year of Hours. That's another great one we love. The, I think those are our top. We love Nike shoes. I'm in Nike pants right now that are super comfortable. And that also reminds me Under Armour has some really great stuff right now. Great. I will have to go look into things. I never buy workout clothes because I worked out in my pajamas. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Literally, I look disgusting. Now I'm going to dive into the fireball questions. Yes. So I can make sure that I get all of your answers. I took these away for like the last, I would say like 10 or 12 episodes. And people like, please bring back fireball questions. So you're the first people I'm bringing them back for. The first one, what is your biggest pet peeve in like the wellness scene industry? Mm. It drives you crazy. And obviously you can both like answer the questions. Why can I not think of this? I feel like. Or like a brand that's overhyped, like anything. Oh, yeah. I just feel like in the wellness industry, it's like this idea that you take this like all holistic stance just because you're in fitness and like I'm not like that at all. Um, So I guess that like pressure of um, trying to just because we're in fitness should be this like holistic person that like all props to people who are like that. But it's okay to have like processed food or maybe like get your flu shot and things like that that aren't don't subscribe. And that's kind of where I feel like people are categorized in a box when it comes to health and fitness. I love that. Like it should be a well rounded thing for everybody. Definitely. Do you have the same? Is that your answer too? Yeah, I don't have one. (laughs) Okay. Um, what actually, cause you guys started that brand hype thing. So actually I want to talk to you about this because I think it's effing genius to the point where I'm doing it every week now. Like I'm happy to keep writing you when I'm doing it, but like, I'm focusing so heavily on like food and just like products, but I think it was just freaking genius. And I would like lived for the responses and the results. Cause some of the stuff I actually never heard of, which just made me feel like a loser. Um, but if you guys don't know already, Sweats in the City does these brand hype things and then they write their own opinions as well and they like share everything. And I just think it's awesome because a, you learn about new products and brands and things that you might not have heard of like me and then or you hear something you don't know if you want to like invest the money in. 
And then you find out it's like a total bust. Um, so everyone, please check that out on their account. Do you save it all in the highlights too? Yeah, do. we have a hype highlight. Yeah, genius. Like literally best idea I've ever seen. Um, what is one wellnessy trend that you like buy into or like brand that's really hyped that you're like, it's expensive or it's trendy, but do it. I think lymphatic drainage for me. I started doing it when I was getting sick a couple of years ago. And it's something that I even now do like at home with a paddle. And it just makes me feel really good. Where do you go in the city for it? I go to Remedy by Red with Judy or Laura Seguin Wellness. Both are amazing. And they both do like the light touch style versus like the Brazilian style, which is very rough. I'm not as into that. I have to try that. There's a place in Hoboken that's almost like the four season, like foot rub place. Oh, my face. Love. Full body massage. I'm convinced it's a lymphatic drainage because they literally like tear the <laughs> body apart. Like it feels so good in the best ways uh, or so bad in the best way possible. Dale, what about you? So I know I've only done this one time, but it was my first time doing it. And I was like, oh my God, this completely lived up to the hype was the combo of acupuncture and cupping. I felt like a queen after it. And I was like, how have I never tried this before? And I really do believe that it's so effective. Did you feel like stoned? I felt so high after. I did. I felt like I was euphoric after. Like it was bizarre. I'm like, did they put something in that tea they gave me after? You probably do because that's why I would always want to come back for more. Yeah. Or where did you go for it? I went to Aura Space. I loved it. Okay. It's new. It's a no-ho. See, acupuncture, another thing I used to do every week and I haven't done it like throughout COVID, I really miss that. I, that I really miss because I was very helpful for like stress levels. Besides, it's Extremely powerful stuff and Chinese herbs, like the whole thing is just really amazing. And I think it should be more accessible. Definitely. It is, it's expensive and it's intimidating. Yeah. A lot of people like don't know if they should invest in it, but it's also sh- people share like so many amazing results and stories from it that it, I don't know. I love it so much. Um, if you guys weren't running sweats in the city, what is your other career that you would want to to be like, what's your, what would be your other career path? Not including like what you were doing beforehand. Is this like, if you could do anything, what would it be? Even if you're so unqualified to be it, to do it? Yeah. For, I want to be a gynecologist. So oh, oh. <laughs> always a dermatologist and I am like the worst at science. So I could never actually do it, but I was, I just love like, like, I don't know. I just always looked up to dermatologists. I, love I would love to be in fashion. I always felt very like I didn't have the capabilities or the background or I don't know. I, I there's definitely a passion there for me. And, and it's always, I'm always like a little envious of people that have their own lines. You guys are so well put together. So I'm not surprised that you both have like such fashion, like passion. Thank <laughs> you. Wait, can I just, we just discussed for a fact that gynecologist I've never, that's yeah. Not- can we, can we dive a little deeper into that? I'm just like upset. It's like every time I'd have to go to the gynecologist, I love it. I'm here for it. I asked like a thousand questions, pregnancy. I loved it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of parts of pregnancy that suck at the end, but I like the delivery. I'm just fascinated by it all. And like, I love talking about hormones and I don't know. I just, I think it's awesome. And I, it doesn't gross me out. Like it, it would like literally if someone's like, can you do a pop smear? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like I, it doesn't disgust me like looking at it. I don't know. I just, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm not sure. I have my entire birth or Brody's entire birth on video. I had a C-section for Ezra, so it wasn't as like exciting. I mean, it was exciting because it was unexpected the day, but Brody, I showed up to the hospital 10 plus three centimeters dilated, which basically means his head was physically coming out of my, um, like, like uterus, my vagina. And I told Jordan in the car, I'm like, his head's coming out. Like he's literally here. And the whole thing's on video. It's wild. Like I love watching it. It's the goriest video. I would never share it with anyone. But I mean, if you ever want to see it, I'm in person, I'll show you. But like, <laughs> cool. Like I watched it. I just feel so empowered. And I would just love to like help empower other women to just like, you know, embrace the pain and like treachery that it is. But wow, I'm so calling cool. you and I'm about totally. to do and oh my God, especially because you. of your journey to get there, like it makes it even more amazing. It's cool. I, I left the hospital telling nurses, see you in a couple of years because I had the same nurse again, which was like the craziest coincidence. But whoa, yeah, I love it. You know, um, what is one thing that people probably don't know about each of you? Dale's a lefty. That's a good one. That's a good one. I also, yes, I also used to be like 
big into musicals, like performing when I was younger. Really? Like, all the plays, all the musicals, singing. That was probably something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I declared myself a vegetarian at age two after going to a baby animal day at a university where they told me where hamburgers came from. And I did not touch meat until I was 10. Oh, really? I didn't. Why? I didn't know that. You didn't? What came over you at the age of 10? Did you learn like what a Happy Meal was? My, well, a little bit, but my parents kind of like slow dripped me with like, you know, they were always trying, bless them. They made me like scrambled tofu for breakfast every day. No one was eating tofu back then, by the way. And yeah, basically they, they would like ask me at dinner every night to try. And I finally tried salmon and I was down for it. So that like kind of opened the door, but every time I would like they, something would be on the table. I mean, literally at two, I'd be like, was this alive before? And they'd be like, um, technically you could say that it was like this whole thing. Oh my gosh. And I have Ezra being like more meat, mommy. More meat. <laughs> oh my God. He's not some beef jerky. He's crazy. Um, and the last question, it's your last day on earth. What are you eating? Oh like God. your dream day. People have gone to different countries, like restaurants, things you make, anything. This is my favorite question to ask people. I think it's Nobu crispy rice and a lychee martini for me. No, no, no. You have to start with breakfast. Oh, we're doing the whole thing. Whole day. I have to know the specifics of what you're eating. Cafe Mogador, um, Israeli breakfast to start. Over hard eggs, little Israeli salads, some labneh, pita, the whole thing. Fresh squeezed orange juice. That sounds so good. Um, Lunch is a little harder. I would definitely round out the day at Nobu with a full spread. Definitely crispy rice. Um, maybe also if we could sub in a Bond Street tuna tart into the mix. You can do whatever you want. It's your last day. <laughs> and um, dessert. Ooh. You know, honestly, it would probably just be a, a plain and simple ice cream sandwich. I love like a very high quality cookie ice cream sandwich. Remember how we were talking about that one in the DM the other day, Rachel? I know this sounds crazy, but like that might be on my list. The okay. Tahitian vanilla. Cool house. How insane are those? Literally so good. I've had the mint one. I haven't had the other. I found my friend when I really wanted mint chocolate chip ice cream when I was pregnant. And my friend told me to go get that and believe the hype on that, you guys. See, we got to put it on. <laughs> so good. And Dale, what about you? I think breakfast would be like hella French toast with like all the berries and banana, chocolate chips, maple syrup, like homemade hella French toast. Like, oh, just love. And then I would say for lunch, maybe like a, a like bagel with like lox and cream cheese and like just deliciousness. And then for dinner, <laughs> like, like full out, um, I would say like pizza from Ruby Rosa or um, maybe a little Nobu. Is that a random add in? But I would probably say some kind of like really delicious pizza and then um, a warm cookie specifically from Levain probably um with an ice cream I've never had someone answer like legitimately basically my response <laughs> yes we're twins that's, that's amazing crazy. my only difference literally the only difference is my breakfast but it's banana chocolate chip pancakes but when you were saying holla like I really resonate with that as well yeah holla french toast number one oh is my last day on earth yeah going all in friends. I actually made hala when I was 38 weeks pregnant, like, home. Oh my God. It was so easy. The hard part was braiding it. It was very, very easy. Wow. Um, okay. So you have been so open about your journey with skincare and like, you've tried so many different things. And I remember you saying you had like perfect skin or quote, like, you know, very easy to manage skin up until, up until when, like what happened? So I never really thought about skin before, which I recognize is a huge privilege. And especially now having experienced the other side, that's a very important fact to add in because it, it definitely made it hit a lot harder. Um, and basically I went off the pill, I don't know, maybe three summers ago. And I think it was a combination of something going on hormonally and also switching out for a lot of different um, products at the time, I was kind of trying to like go all natural and I didn't necessarily do it in a way that was super smart because now I know, and I'm sure, you know, because we've all seen Nicola that like not everything that's all natural, that doesn't necessarily mean it's acne safe or good for you, um, for that matter. So it was kind of a combination of the two things and a lot of stress at the time. 
And also I was getting sick a lot. So I was on antibiotics a lot. And I really think that that did a number on my microbiome. So there was a lot of stuff going on and, and really it kind of started with these bumps all over the side of my cheeks and they were like poppable bumps, but like, you know, the kind where you're, you see yourself in side lighting and it's just lit up on the side. Like it was everywhere. And it really stressed me out because I, you know, went from having a situation where I didn't really have to think much about it. I used basically the same products forever and skincare wasn't really like, you know, my, um, forte. So it hit me kind of hard and I was getting facials a lot, you know, to like relieve all of it. And that was kind of causing a lot of scarring and inflammation. And it took a lot of time to get it to calm down. I had to try a lot of different things. Um, I had to weed out, you know, I started doing nutrition response testing, um, which is kind of an out there approach, um, to weeding out different foods and, Um, and I tried all of that. I had an extremely restrictive diet to try to get back. As you mentioned before, I tried no dairy because everybody says that dairy messes up your skin and that's just not the case for everyone. And really, I mean, I got it somewhat under control, but it would kind of flare up here and there. And really, I kind of discovered that going through my products and weeding out anything new that I had added in and didn't necessarily realize could be a culprit was big. Like, um, specific Laura Mercier, um, tinted moisturizer that I was using every single day and thought was safe, things like that. Um, and also just like going way easier on myself, not waking up every day and looking in the mirror first thing and thinking like, Oh my God, is there a new spot? Because there was, and that stress level and the obsession was really fueling the entire thing. Acupuncture and Chinese herbs were also extremely helpful. And I'll say the biggest stride that I think I made was seeing, Um, this doctor in LA, actually, she's a physician's assistant, Christy Kidd. And she is like um, an expert in the space. I found her actually through the skinny confidential because she was having really bad perioral dermatitis, like bumps around her nose and mouth post-pregnancy. And I had been struggling with that bad. I mean, it was all over my cheeks and I couldn't figure out like what is making this happen. And she was able to get me like completely in line. Um, but a lot of this stuff was super random. Like one of the all natural toothpaste that I'd switched to was giving me a rash that kind of looked like acne and essential oils that I was using during massages or colonics was like also giving me bumps on my face. So weird things, you really have to look outside of the box. Um, and then also the other takeaway was not like attacking things. Like if you see something coming out, like what you don't need to do is go popping it. And I know that sounds really basic, but I'm still learning that like things can go away on their own and you don't need to be so aggressive with the way you're approaching your face. That's what Jordan's like always obsessed with popping like ingrown hairs and pimples and he'll he'll be in the bathroom with the, like the door open and the light on. I'm like, what are you doing in there? Stop Stop picking your neck. And it's true. Like picking, it just makes it worse. Um, it's funny about like the toothpaste, like the randomest things can trigger your skin that you just like don't expect. I remember Nicola actually asked me because I had perioral dermatitis all over my, like it was all here. It was disgusting. And mine was actually triggered from post-pregnancy hormones and wearing a mask. Wow. Every time I'd wear the mask during COVID and if I wore it for like two to three hours, I had hives and just like a rash all over my face. It was disgusting. And like, you know, I bought like an anti-acne mask that she had recommended and like it actually really worked. And so when you like, uh, did the elimination diet for foods, you basically learned that like everything you were eating was fine. It was very like product based. Yeah. So, I mean, it helped a little and, and I definitely think that helped heal my gut, which I'm sure tied into the skin situation as well. So, I mean, it's hard to really say like what fixed what, but the PA that I was seeing in LA, what I really liked about her approach was you know, this entire time I was kind of looking at my face as a whole, like, what can I slap all over the entire thing that will just like make it better. And she was like, really, when we're healing someone's skin, it's, it's a puzzle and it's, it's made up of a bunch of different pieces. So if we're putting a topical here, it's probably going to be different than what's here. And, you know, we have to heal these things individually and then not allow them to feed into each other. So I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, that looking outside of the box for things, you know, I had a friend who had really bad cystic acne for years. And she found out that it was the collagen powder she was taking every single morning. And that's, that's not just awful for skin. That's crazy. That yeah, Exactly. She was like, I was literally taking this for hair, skin and nails, but, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with collagen. I love it, but different people react to different things. 
and you just never know what that's going to be for you. And it's, it's hard to even like compare notes with friends. I, I almost like discourage that because what works for them isn't likely going to work for you. And you can be so rigid with yourself in like eliminating things and that might not be it. So it's hard because it really is trial and error, but, um, I learned a lot through the journey for sure. It's like, it's pretty consistent like that across the board for anyone, like what workouts work for you, what you're eating, your skincare does nothing. No one's the same. Like no one's cookie cutters. Like what works for one person just isn't going to work for everyone. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, thanks so much for coming on. It was so nice chatting with you and you tell everyone where they could find you and learn about all of like new trendy and learn about all like the hyped things. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. So nice chatting with you. You can find us on Instagram at sweats in the city or sweatsandcity.com. And you can also find our new workout platform, sweat with sweats on that website. So hopefully we can see some of you guys in class. Amazing. All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Rachel. Bye-bye.